Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cult I Left Behind podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Briggs, and I'm here to tell you my stories of growing up in the IBLP cult, which you might know from the Duggar family. And I'm your other host, Kyle Briggs. I'm Amanda's husband, and I have not heard most of these stories before. So stay tuned, and we'll all get traumatized together. Welcome back to the Happy next New episode. Year. Oh, all right. Just <laughs> throw that in there. Happy New Year, everybody. What are we drinking? Uh, I just have Sprite. Yep, just Sprite tonight. Okay, I have a mocktail. It is a Moscow mule. Ooh. I don't normally like mules. How is that one? I haven't tried that one yet. It's spicy. Is it? From the ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah, I but like, it's good. I like but it's spicy. Moscow mules, but sometimes they can be a little spicy. And I normally oh. don't like them because I don't like the way the copper cup that they're traditionally <laughs> served in makes the beverage taste. Okay. I feel like that's what people love about Moscow I mules, don't like but, it. Okay. There's like a whole tangent I could go on about why <laughs> we have Moscow mules in copper cups, but mm. I won't bore you okay. with the details. But I know the details, and that's the important thing to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, with all that being said, and we're into the new year, what do you have for us tonight, Amanda? Well, okay, so... I got like really re-traumatized looking into this episode. <laughs> Um, she was downstairs like doing research and we were having dinner and I was like, <laughs> she just kept making faces and like gasping and I was like, don't say anything. Just wait until we start recording. We don't normally like have phones during dinner, just to be clear, because mm-hmm. we sound like horrible people if you put it like that. There we were at dinner with Amanda researching. Like I'm a nerd, <laughs> but I'm not that bad, guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, due to time constraints, we were like multitasking and I'm not okay. Like I'm not okay. What? It was a work Work dinner. dinner. Yes. Um, clothing optional. Just kidding. Oh, (laughs) missed the memo. (laughs) I like that I can say this stuff because I'm not in the cult anymore, (laughs) but just in case we are married. So like, it's okay. Um, but okay. So we're going to talk about Rayma's. Which we thought would be appropriate because it's New Year's Day. Before you say we thought that were appropriate, I don't even know what a Rayma is. Oh, to don't me, worry, don't worry, you're I, gonna know. The by only the end Rayma of this. I know of is a Bible college. And well, that's it's all it's I know of the, the word Greek Rayma. word. One of the Greek words for word. So you have Rayma and Logos, which are the two Greek words for word. Okay. So, yay, we get a little Greek lesson. Everyone, <laughs> jazz hands. So, rhema means word. Yeah. Okay. But more specifically, according to Bill Gothard, <clears throat> a rhema is a verse or portion of scripture that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention with application to a current situation or need for direction. So, it's just like the subject of a sentence no like, it's like it's like a word from god you know like something that stands out in the verse uh, it's like direction it's like divine direction for your existence okay okay so the reason i thought this would be appropriate for a new year's day episode is because you know you have people who are like real hyped about their resolutions and mm-hmm. everything for new year's but do you have a rhema do you have a word from god 
not logos. Do you have a rhema word from God for 2024? Kyle, I'm looking at you. Do you have one? I'm still trying to understand this. <laughs> what like, a rhema so is. This I'm is... probably butchering the explanation no. because I'm so over it. And we haven't even recorded the <laughs> well, episode Well, I think yet. it's just a concept I haven't heard of. Okay, so, like, so let me read a few like more in, things. Well, like in this context, does it just mean like, is this supposed to be like your... your um? Your mantra for the year. Okay, or so your... it's no, it's daily. You got to do this daily, well, Kyle, and okay. there's a journal. So, a rhema is a message from God's word that the Holy Spirit illuminates our spirit to discern. So, you know how Bill Gothard, your face right now is just hilarious, but <laughs> like his hermeneutics or the way he interprets scripture is just really fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. So, he just he just cherry picks shit and he's like, I want it to mean this. And then he writes like 12 books right. about it. Okay. That's Bill Gothard in a nutshell. So, what he did with Rema's was he decided that there's like the word of God logos and the word of God Rema, which is like, a secret hidden message from God to you through the Bible, through your feelings and your thoughts when you read it that day, which in Greek, like they, they're not, they're synonyms. Like, let me say that more clearly in Greek logos and Rima are synonyms, mm-hmm. but Bill's like every word. Well, when it suits him, cause he totally just like um, contradicts himself later, but he's like, in scripture, every word has a precise meaning. So he is, which is not true. Like, languages are not always precise. Like, think about English and all of our synonyms and mm-hmm. everything. Like, you like say there. cool, <laughs> and that can mean what? Is it like there? I mean, yeah, all or, different- or like cool can mean nifty or cold, right. like chilly mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So there are different meanings for words, and that's just language that is... Mm-hmm. how languages are but he's like in the bible everything is precise and specific every word has a precise meaning from god to you did you journal it today like seriously there's a journal so so that's a rhema does that make more sense it's like this hidden message in the bible from the holy spirit to you but you have to be like paying attention and searching for a rhema every morning as you read the bible during your extensive quiet time so could the rhema change for the same verse, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's just like oh, you and your, no. your feelings and what the shit. Like, who knows, man? <laughs> so <laughs> I told you, I'm in a mood, y'all. I, you're, it was either going to go really cranky or just really slap happy. Personally, I'm glad it went slap happy. <laughs> um, so, okay, so. I don't know where the fuck to start with this. I've got all of these screenshots on my phone and I really like hope no one ever sees my phone because I have weird screenshots of Bill Gothard quotes in them, but it was just for research. And then I have so many different websites saved and I'm going to need to like flip through all of this as we talk. Okay. So that's just, that's just the plan. Let's go. For today. Mm -hmm. New year, new me. Apparently a less organized, more (laughs) slap happy me. It's finally working, Kyle. I'm finally relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just really traumatized. You pick. All right. So um, one of the first things <clears throat> that came up when I started searching for this was an old post on a site called Homeschoolers Anonymous from February of 2016 with the headline... Um, Oh, I don't remember precisely what it was, but basically why Bill Gothard thinks Ramos could have stopped the Civil War. Oh. (laughs) 
And okay, so it's on his website, or it was on his website at the time. It is unknown if he wrote it or if one of his staff members wrote it. This is like after he's been kicked out of IBLP, and now he's right. doing his own BillGothard.com thing, mm-hmm. um, which I had to look at a lot today. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 fine. Your this Bill is, Gothard is cup fine. is full. Oh God. Um, but so it's unknown if he wrote it or if a staff member wrote it, but he obviously approved it. If it was on his website, and Kyle, I will not read. I was throwing my phone just now. That's what that sound was. I will not read this article because we do not have time. Nor do we have time for my feelings in the aftermath of processing it. But it was basically like the most racist bullshit. And and it was like talking about how slaves just needed to like have better attitudes and pray oh. and have ramas and then they would have been successful and prosperous not free yeah. but successful and prosperous like <laughs> joseph because that's what happened with him when he was a slave to potiphar and then the commentator on the homeschooler anonymous website pointed out in a very snarky way which i just loved in that moment like um so then if you think about it like joseph who was a slave to potiphar got blackmailed by potiphar's wife when he wouldn't sleep with him when he wouldn't sleep with her so obviously there are some limits to your like prosperity and success there are some like slavery limitations in there uh like where does he come up with this bullshit i don't i, I mean all of it is asinine it's all to me so and bad. i'm just like how did your brain even get there okay so let's just go down that rabbit hole of like how does his brain fucking get there apparently i'm cussing a lot <laughs> i did really well the last couple episodes i only swore a few times <laughs> i spend a couple hours on the bill gothard website and i'm like fuck shit damn hell like Every bad word I know, it's well, fine. We mark all the episodes explicit. We do for this reason. <laughs> for this reason. All right. So, um, so this website. Okay, we already talked about him creating a false distinction between Rima and Logos. So that's bullshit. Next. Okay. Um. So this is something that Bill actually said about Rima's. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. And I quote, Faith comes by hearing the rhema word of God, not the logos word of God. Does okay. that, like, you get it? Okay, so he's like, faith comes by hearing the special hidden message from God that I totally made up and pulled out of my ass, not from the logos word of God. Now, you have to believe in the Bible and all of that for this to be, like, meaningful at all. But I did as a kid. I believed in it a whole, whole, whole lot. So this was me. Like, this was a typical New Year's Eve, New Year's Day for me. Frantically searching the Bible because, like, why the fuck didn't I have a rhema? Only I didn't even know fuck was a word back then. But, like, like why didn't I have a rhema? Because I would read the Bible and read the Bible and read the Bible. And, like, nothing would stick out. And I'd be like, I'm failing as a Christian. I'm going to hell now. Like, I don't have a word from God. I don't have a special, like, hidden message from God in my Bible reading today. So I kid you not. And I don't know if I should, like, laugh or cry at this memory. There are multiple <laughs> memories of the same thing. I would just, like, close my eyes, open my Bible at random, point at a verse and be like, this is my rhema. <laughs> Because I had to have one to write in my journal, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, journal. Oh, I think I have journal entries about <laughs> Maybe, Maybe if I'm feeling really brave, 
I will post yeah them on the socials. Probably, yeah, throw on. Facebook it's horrible. It's horrible. But yeah, I would literally get so desperate because I wasn't hearing this like magical, special, divine message from mm-hmm. God that I would just like close my eyes and, and point to a verse at random and decide that like that was my word of God. Yeah, I mean, it's and a if little... it was something about sex. Because the Bible is like basically a sex book, I would just like redo the process real quick until it was something about like obedience. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little crazy to just make statements like that. Like you need to have a rhema. It's just like if you don't, if you're not there, you're not in that headspace, or something's not speaking to you, whether that's religious or not. Like, and then someone just tells you you need to have one to have one. Like, or you're not a good Christian, you're probably going to hell. Well, it's just it's hard to like. it's not real at that point. Like it's not true. If like someone just says you need to have one of these. So you like scramble to find one or come up with something just Mm -hmm. so that you can have it. Like it's not Mm going to work the same way. But so was his statement there about Rama and logos was, Mm -hmm. was that just his way of creating some more manipulation and saying like, you need to have a Rama and I have, the answers to all these things and mm-hmm. like you're going to use my interpretation of these mm-hmm. Bible verses. Is that just another brick on top of the stack of manipulation tactics yeah. he was using? Yeah. And I, I will see if I can find it here again, but there was a whole thing I read earlier when I was looking through all this to remember everything I wanted to forget um, where it talks about how he tied it to like your salvation Okay. Yeah, it's 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 great because if you're not, I think it was something along the lines of like if you're not hearing from God, are you saved or something like that? So Don't quote this me. This is but like basically. off topic, but I have a question. Okay. So, was Bill Gothard style Christianity once saved, always saved? I. Oh, yes, I think so. But I just remembered what it was. This is what he taught. <laughs> okay, so there's a difference. I think I think it was something like there's a difference between intellectual faith and like heart faith. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't have the right heart faith, then your eternity is uncertain. So the only way to be certain about your eternity is to make sure you're saved the right way, which is like heart faith or something. I was convinced I was going to lose my salvation like every minute of every day. I would spend like hours hidden in the bathroom. I don't know why the bathroom, but that's where I would like go sit and we had this little like you know those stools um, or those steps for kids so they can mm. reach the sink? Mm-hmm. We had one of those. And I would just sit on that stool and like ponder eternity and my immortal soul and if it was going to burn in hell forever. Like that was a <laughs> typical Tuesday for me as a kid. Yeah, most you know <sighs> kids have that as a typical Tuesday. They're definitely not trying to just steal cookies out of the cookie jar You're being instead. Sarcastic. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So this is what Bill Gothard's daily Rayma journal says. You can get it for $15 no, at BillGothard.com. Are you ready for this? No. Okay. This is your starting point to get God's word into you, which is italicized and bold. And I could make so many jokes right now that I won't. <laughs> Every or each day as you read the Bible, God will point out a special verse, a Rayma. Jesus said it is as vital as your daily food. Write it out in the journal and memorize it so you can quote it while going to sleep at night. That's very important. He talks about that elsewhere. You have to quote the verse back to God at night as you fall asleep so you can prosper and succeed in life. Hmm. And here's how this ends. Ready? 
every two years you will get a degree. What? <laughs> this is his old degree while you sleep thing, I think. It's oh. part of his PhD program or whatever nonsense getting a degree while you sleep yeah i mean scientifically i think there's some evidence that like listening your brain to compartmentalizes stuff, stuff as you sleep too. yeah like i've heard of people like replaying their study mm-hmm. material in their headphones while they sleep i would love to, to see any accredited institution I don't. hand someone a diploma <laughs> for filling out a little journal and going to sleep every day yeah. for two years so question oh no or and you may not know this but like in those journals or whatever uh-huh. he's pitching there for fifteen bucks, is he pointing out the Rama? Oh no, in no, 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 no. Okay. That's God's special word to you. Yeah. So everyone's Rama is like a secret between God and them. A divinely inspired hidden message. But he's pointing them out? Or like how no. is he leading them to that? You just read the Bible a whole ton every morning until something sticks out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Did you guys have like New Year's resolutions? We did, but they were usually like reading the whole Bible that year, cover to cover, or being more obedient. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and less rebellious. Um and then the Ramas like were a really big thing because I think Rick pushed that too. Like you had to have a verse from God for the year. So like in addition to daily Ramas, like that's a lot of pressure. Come up with that shit every day. You also had to have like your verse for the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you had to have a life verse too. And then Rick had a life verse for each of us. Oh shit, what was my life verse? <laughs> um. It was something real cliche, and I was always disappointed because I felt like my siblings had cooler life versions, and <laughs> the really cliche one. So this wasn't something that just, like, came around in January. Like, sounds like this is something you guys, like, or he Kyle, kept harping on. we did school on. for Christmas. Like, yeah, yes. sounds horrible. We were, we were prepping for this. <laughs> Santa does not approve. Uh, <laughs> so that this is something that they brought up, like, Oh, yeah, we were, like, preparing for it. And, I mean, I will not lie. I think there were definitely some New Year's Eves I was scrambling for my verse for the year. Like, really scrambling. I probably journaled about that, too. (laughs) I'm afraid to look. I'll look. I can't even have liquid courage anymore. But I'll look. You can hold my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I remembered a bunch of other stuff over Christmas. This is random. But, um... Since we are wrapping up the holiday season, I'll share this because I didn't put it in Christmas in the cult. You know the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Mm -hmm. And the last line goes something like, or somewhere in the song it goes, someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. Yeah, we couldn't sing that. We had to change it to if the Lord allows because there's no fate, Kyle. (laughs) I feel like they were very particular about like christmas songs and well i mean just in general they would like take normal you know cultural things and then like rephrase have to be in this world but not of it kyle oh you never would have survived in the cold no i don't think so um but yeah it's it's interesting how you know, whether it was TV shows or songs or whatever, mm. it's like 
well, you can listen to that, but you got to like change the words or like mm-hmm. it's wrong because it says fate. And it's mm-hmm. just like it can't just. You know, I think song. we were allowed to watch Miracle on 34th Street, but we had to also know that Santa isn't real and that's not the meaning of Christmas. But I think one of the reasons we were allowed to watch it, the old one, is because it was black and white and didn't have sex scenes. <laughs> Most <laughs> so- Christmas movies don't. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, so so a typical New Year's Eve in the cult was scrambling to find your verse, your life verse for the next year, making sure you had your rhema for the day cuz that's, you know, on the daily. So you had to come up with these things every day. Every day. Every day. And every then day it, or you weren't so a good was, Christian. It was still hard to come up with one even though you're like you're digging in for these things. Every day, like, could you just pull one? Like, oh, I used this like back in October. This well, was one it was of my daily to be like ones. God I'm telling that. you what to do. Like, well, then you wouldn't be scrambling for it. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I don't understand. If he's like trying to force everybody, but he's also saying this needs to come from your heart or whatever, you're, however you phrase I that. Know. Like, yeah. you can't. You know, either it comes Kyle, to you or it doesn't. But Kyle, if you're really in tune with the Holy Spirit, this will not be a problem for you. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, that's the only way of looking at no. it if you're Bill Gothard <laughs> or anyone mm-hmm. in the cult. Um, okay, so then <sighs> we stayed up. We would do sparkling grape juice at midnight because no one could have alcohol, not even the adults. Um Oh, I think I think we watched Star Wars for for New Year's Eve. I don't know why that surprises me. Like it's so surprising to me that you guys were allowed to watch Star Wars cuz I know that like you grew up and they were like, you know, on VHS tapes and it was just like, nope, you can't watch that. Like you got to fast forward through oh, these Oh, we had to force like- fast forward through all the job of the hut stuff and any kissing between Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. Um I think the only kiss we were allowed to see in the original trilogy was the one where Leia kisses Luke to spite Han, but only because it was funny because we all knew they were siblings, which like that makes it weirder. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. That one we didn't have to look away for. Mm-hmm. Um but okay, so <laughs> so Rick likes Star Trek and Star Wars. So mm. there was just a, a caveat. Yeah, pass if they liked it, mm-hmm. it, well, if Rick liked it, there was yeah, an exception sense. was made. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would watch the Star Wars movies, and then midnight, and then we do the toast, finish what was left of the movies, go to bed. The next morning, we would watch the Rose Bowl parade unless there were any scantily clad women in which case we had to turn it off and wait for several minutes because then hopefully that float would have you know gone by the cameras and it would be safe to turn it back on again um sounds like a lot of work like monitoring your kids watching television like to that extent yeah that was one of the only times we were allowed to watch television that was one of the caveats don't know why I think because Rick liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you guys stayed up. Yeah. You had your grape, sparkling grape juice. 
Watch Star Wars. The Rose Bowl Parade. And then the Rose Bowl Parade. And then I'm sure there were like family Bible studies in there too. I'm trying to remember if for a while we had to share our verses with each other. Because we could never have something that was just about that thing. Like it couldn't just be like, oh, New Year's. We had to have a spiritual component to it. Like, Of course. We had to get in the living room and share our verses for the year with each other or share, Mm -hmm. you know, what God had taught us the previous year or, you know, it could never just be a holiday. I mean, that sounds like. A cult? Well, no, I mean, even in like, I would say in in normal religious situations, I, I like, I feel like if we were in Bible study or something, a small group Bible study. A, A small group. Yeah. Uh-huh. They would probably be doing the same thing. Um, so that's not that weird to me, or at least from yeah. my perspective. So question, since we hashed out Santa Claus for the whole world to hear <laughs> on our last episode, um, do, do you want to do family Bible studies for New Year's and have our kids come up with verses for the year? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> I'm not going to either. I'm going to be like, we're going to have fun today, I like which fun. means watching Harry Potter, of course. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I'm not good at fun. It's OK. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are really good reasons for that, which we will get into in future episodes. But yeah, that was that was a fun New Year's in the cult. So will they do like check ins with this thing? So you guys are doing Rama's like daily. Well, we Would they do? To. See, the thing like, is, I don't know if like any of my siblings did this, or... or if it was just me and my highly neurotic, conscientious self that was like, "Must have Rayma or we'll go to hell." Like, I don't know. Well, probably both. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if my siblings did it to the same like level of dedication mm-hmm. I attempted. I mean, I, I definitely didn't have a Rayma every day. I would get sick of it, and you know, I would skip days or weeks at a time and then my endless guilt would drive me back to go digging through the bible for a rhema for the day and i would try to oh well, that was the other thing it wasn't just find the verse you had to memorize it mm-hmm. you had to memorize a verse every day like it's really boring yeah I don't remember talking to my siblings about that stuff. Like maybe Amy, the sister who's three years older than I am, like maybe she and I discussed that sometimes. That that kind of seems familiar. But like I didn't talk to my younger brothers about their Ramas, mm-hmm. you know? I think Rick would ask sometimes. I don't think Chris ever fucking asked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and it, all, it it does surprise, well, no, sorry. It doesn't surprise me either that like, if you were doing culty stuff or whatever, Bill Gothard was like, you must have your Rayma that you wouldn't love be like taking notes, writing that down, like going home immediately and being like, this is what I got to work on. Well, yes. And Hermione. Yes. Like just <laughs> taking Here's it. a homework assignment. Yeah. I must do it yesterday. Yeah. So I'll. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be hard to discern how neurotic the cult was about that versus how. Kyle, they sell a journal for $15 where you fill out a Rima uh, every day true. for two years and get a degree. So is my neuroticism <laughs> like nature a- or nurture? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
I'll go ask my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so I did that like big five personality test last night. Okay. When I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and um Apparently, my neuroticism isn't actually that bad. Apparently, my assertiveness is exceptionally high, though. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but so is my compassion. That also makes sense. My, I think my exceptionally high were compassion and assertiveness. Isn't that an interesting combination? That wasn't ever an arema. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I would say those are two good things to have together and you probably don't see those as two high ranking characteristics of the same person. Like, no, there was a lot of very... contradictory stuff in my yeah. assessment, which amused me. Also, it said I am an extrovert, which is some bullshit and they need to fix their test because <laughs> it based that on questions like, are you nice to people? Do you talk to people in public? I mean, this is, this is, I, and <laughs> You'll fight tooth and nail on this one. Like, you're extremely good with people. Well, I am. I'm amazing at pretending to be an extrovert, but, but you it saps are, my energy. But Right, but you're actually very good at it. So, like, it. Well, are you actually a, an extrovert? Like, you're very good at that. That's like. But it's not. Are you a welder? Like, I can weld really good. So, are you a welder? Like, do you hate it? It's a different question. Like, <laughs> are you good at it? Like,. Is that where they're coming from? Is like you're actually Maybe, an extrovert. But, but but technically extroversion and introversion are about energy and how you gain and lose it. Mm -hmm. So I am good at being around people, but it also drains my battery. Mm -hmm. I must be alone. I love being alone. I must be alone <laughs> to recharge. Uh-huh. So I am an introvert by definition. Mm-hmm. By but, that definition, yes. By the true definition, <laughs> Kyle, the hidden this isn't the, the the big five personality test is trying to find hidden truths and meaning. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> Anyways, that was a tangent, but um neuroticism, that's that's why we were talking about that. Nature versus nurture, dunno. Dunno if I would have been like this without the cult or if the cult made me what I am. Okay, so what's your Rama for this year, Amanda? Kyle, don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come up with one? God, you no. You got like, what, like three more days? Uh, no. <laughs> People are going to be like, three more days? When do they record this? And we're like, we're really behind. <laughs> uh, what's your Rama? I never had one. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> okay, fine. I was ignorantly. Wait. In bliss over here. Did you have, like, did you do the Bible verse for the year thing, though? No. Really? No. So that's not even, like, normal church. I wouldn't say that. I'm trying to think like, what would happen around that time. Like, I mean, like, memorizing verses was normal, especially for younger kids, like, in Sunday school and stuff. Like, I feel like memorizing verses was very normal. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't attend church in that phase of life. Like I was, I, I hadn't been to church as like a small child. So I don't, I'm, I'm saying all these things out of my knowledge of like being a teenager in church and seeing what like, you know, the seven, eight year old kids were going through or whatever. Um, did you have a favorite Bible verse? Ever? I'm sure I did. Like, I mean, I used to, 
I used to be pretty into this. And I was I had like a blog like back in the MySpace Wait, days. I had a blog and I would like write all this. Like, I Christian, didn't know this. Like you did? Yes, I'm sure it's still out oh. there. I was actually really good at it. Like Kyle, people are going to go searching for this. Uh, I mean, if you can find it, like, <laughs> I, it's on MySpace somewhere. Um, I might be able to find it. Um, but I mean, I I I did a lot of that stuff, just like reading into verses. Um, I wasn't going to the extents and like come up with these crazy ideas like Bill Gothard was. You I think it was more. Cult? No, I mean, I think it was more the Kyle cult. No, it was more just kind of like dissecting parts of, you know, the books of the Bible or, or I certain chapters about you. Oh, <laughs> I ran the sound system in church for like a decade. <laughs> like I was part of the church. Um, wow. But yeah, like, so, but even then, I, I mean, my experience is different. I joined church late. Like I was a teenager when mm-hmm. I really got into it. Um, so I think my experience is different than some people. And there's obviously more radical people in churches. And there's some that are, you know, I forget what they call them. You're your Sunday morning Baptist or whatever that like oh, you know, yeah. sin all week and then show up on Sunday for forgiveness kind of thing. <laughs> like, so you get a very wide range of people who are in church. And so yeah. I'm sure there are people that like do, do these types of things where they're like, this is my, my Rama or whatever for the year, or, you know, here's the verse I want to live by this year or, you know, around the holidays or whatever it is. So I, I wouldn't say that's abnormal, mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't, I didn't specifically do it with that intent. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember there being phases of life. Um, and I did this with both like verses or with songs and not, not like hymnal songs. It would be mm. like, I was big into like Christian rock songs. So, and so the devil. Yeah. <laughs> the backbeat. Um, <laughs> And so I do remember times where like there were verses that I would like kind of fixate on and like really process and Mm -hmm. like take to heart and work through. Mm -hmm. Um, So from that perspective, like, yes, but it was never the intent I would say of like a Rama. Did you have a life verse? No, I don't think so. I think it's for me, it changed a lot. Like there would be periods of time where it was just like, and maybe it was just what I was reading at the time um, mm-hmm. or going through in life. Like you would kind of like get attached to stuff and that would kind of be something you worked through or you fixated on. Mm-hmm. And until the next thing came around um, mm-hmm. and some people say that's like God speaking to you, like it changes and it kind of, it ebbs and flows and it, it grows. Um but yeah, I, I don't think there was one verse or anything that I just like stuck with forever. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's people out there that have like, this is my favorite verse. And they've had this favorite verse for the last 15 years. Like, I'm sure that exists mm-hmm. and, and not in a culty way. Mm-hmm. I'm having all these other memories now talking about this. So like, I don't know if this was just me or if this was the cult and Maybe there are 
isn't anyone else in the world who can relate to this, but if you did grow up in the IBLP cult and you do relate to this, please let me know because I don't know where this came from. Maybe this is my neuroticism. <laughs> but like anytime there was a problem or like a decision or I was troubled by something, and this was young, like preteen. I don't remember if I did it past then. Like, I hope I didn't. But I have memories of like not knowing what to do and being convinced that if I just like opened my Bible at random and like looked at a verse, it would like be God's word to me because everything was like, oh, I must have been – the cult must have been kind of Calvinistic in that like every – I think it's Calvinism that's like, God knows every single word, action, everything, and it's all preordained and all of that. So I would think like, God had preordained that I would open my Bible to that page and look at that verse mm -hmm. and it would give me the answer I saw it. Isn't that called like predetermination? Yeah. Yeah. Like that one, I will like, that one I feel like it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, I just... got rid of that in college. Yeah. It's like nope. That that's a puppeteer. It's a puppet master, not life. And that to me, that contradicts free will. Now there are people who would say, Oh, it's just God's omniscience that <laughs> know he knows everything. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> well, I've heard that argument before. Yeah. Like you could say, you know, well, there's free will, but then, you know, God already knew. And it's just like your mind can't I, – I still can't wrap my head around that because you can make this argument and go back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's like free will, but that's God's plan. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, well, how do you lay free will on top of that? And then you lay free will on top of it, and then you're like, but God's plan's on top of that. And you're like, when does this stop? Like, <laughs> It's like an infinite loop. It's a yeah. circle that never ends. Um, and so like – Every time that happens, I, uh, my brain just melts and I stop and I'm like, I'm not going to figure this out. <laughs> so New Year's and Ramas. So mm -hmm. you're, you've got fairly normal traditions. You guys stay up till, yeah. you know, for non or people who don't drink alcohol, whether that's religious or not, like having some sparkling juice, grape mm -hmm. juice or whatever. At midnight, that's normal. Star Wars mm -hmm. is normal. Watching a trilogy is normal yeah. just to kill time. Um, watching the the parade is very common. Mm -hmm. um, the Ramos thing is where it gets a little religious or culty, um, depending on what extent you go to on that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like your these Ramos were more common and a part of your everyday life on top of yeah. it being a, a major event at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The major event was your verse for the year. Mm -hmm. How do you approach new years now as an adult? Um, I've never been the type to like, this is my new year's resolution. Cause one, frankly, I always failed like not proud of that, but like, I would like try to do something and it wasn't usually like the cliche things like I'm going to run a mile every day for this year mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I didn't do those like health goals, mm -hmm. um, but I would, I would like pick something, but I like, I was like everybody else and like would fall off after like two weeks. And so eventually I was just like, it's just, it just doesn't work for me. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that, 
shifted my mind. I finally kind of accepted that mm-hmm. and gave up on it. Like mm-hmm. this is just it doesn't work for me. I don't I don't succeed this way. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's like it's not the right motivation. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's January 1st, so like we're going to come up with a goal and we're going to stick to it and like mm-hmm. just because it's the next year. Like that mm-hmm. that never it never resonated with me. So I I just stopped with that. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't it's shenanigans to me. I don't do that. Um now the concept behind like self-improvement and like picking something to go after, like that I kept, but like the arbitrary dates thing, like I hate yeah. arbitrary dates and like even in a professional setting, oh, I know you hate I arbitrary absolutely dates. hate arbitrary dates. <laughs> And it drives me insane, and I still have to deal with it on the regular at work. And like, like if you want something to piss me off more than anything else, it's an arbitrary date. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Oh, okay. So if I'm like, I want to finish this house project by the end of the month, to your brain, it's like, what's at the end of the month? Whereas if I'm like, oh, we have friends coming in two weeks, I want to finish this project before they get here, then you're like, yeah, cool. Oh my God, that is how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hate arbitrary dates. And yeah, so that never worked with me. Like, just in the motivation Mm -hmm. was just wrong. And it it never works. And I think that's probably why most people fail at New Year's resolutions is that it's coming from societal pressures instead of like an actual desire they have. Right. And well, maybe they have the desire, but it's not the right time for the desire. They don't have the resources or the energy. Well, I've also shifted to the mindset that like, if you're going to, if there's something you want to do and you Mm -hmm. like genuinely want to do it, like start right now, like Mm -hmm. right now, if you Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, I don't like that. I can't run and play with my kids because I'm out of shape. And I want to get in shape and be able to to run around outside for 30 minutes without, like, laying on the ground and hyperventilating. Like, okay, right now, like, get up, mm-hmm. go outside, walk, or start wherever you can start at. But, well, like, start gonna, right now. I'm going to like, push back a little bit on that one because I think everyone defaults to, like, physical fitness for well, the new year. They, it was, just, it was an easy like, example. That's, and, and you're able-bodied. Well, yes. So that's so an easy that example was, was an that easy comes example, to mind but for my, you. My point really was like, don't wait until, like, you know, what is today? Like, it's the end of December. Like, mm-hmm. there's still a couple days, you know, as of the time of recording this. Like, if there's something you want to do, like, just, do just start doing it. Like, yeah. don't wait for a date. Like, you're losing time. Mm-hmm. You could have already made, you know, a week, three days. You know, mm-hmm. two weeks of progress already, and so yeah. that whole New Year's thing went out the window with me on that. When I was just like, you know, and this is something I heard from somebody else, like a yeah. different podcast I listened to, it was just like, if there's something you want to do, like write it down, pick a goal, set metrics for it, set dates for when you want to hit these like targets, mm-hmm. like you know, back it up, like figure out what your goal is, and if it's going to take you a year to do it, mm-hmm. like. Figure out, okay, well, where should I be three months into this, six months into it, nine months mm-hmm. into it? Pick all those dates, create mm-hmm. a plan, know where you should be, do check-ins, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But, like, start right now and and know when you're going to end and just, like, just do it. And I think – so I'm the same way. I also believe in just do it now. 
philosophy. And I mean, that's even how we started this podcast. I mean, we were out at dinner, we had the idea, we went home, and we recorded the first episode. Like, mm-hmm. ta-da. And it was literally the same day. Yeah, like, yeah. And did we have the perfect audio setup? Did we have everything perfect? No. But we started and we knew we would improve it over time. And I, I'm very much like that. Like every every program or degree I've ever completed, I just like randomly on a Tuesday applied for it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I want to do next. I'm gonna I'm gonna go chase it down. Like step one apply. Um And I'm the same way. Like I I have to do that, otherwise I won't. I will oh, okay. get so much into analysis paralysis mm-hmm. that I'll never start. Okay. And so, like, I have to, like, in, and I think that plays into my personality of being mm-hmm. a little more uh, free-spirited or, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, spontaneous, is mm-hmm. because, like, if I, <laughs> like, if I... Try to think about it, and I'm like, okay, well, I need this. I need this special mm-hmm. microphone to do this, or I need this piece of gear to go on this mm-hmm. hike or camping trip or whatever. Like, it delays the time. I'll, you know, maybe I'll lose interest and I'll yeah. never experience it because I get into I get into my own head, and so like I have to just like I just need to do it. I just need to start doing it, mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out. And maybe I'll hate it, and mm-hmm. like, but I'll know. But at least I started mm-hmm. and, you know, then you could figure that out. Like if you're, you know, just, just get started. And I, I think that's just part of my personality and that all rolls into this whole new year's resolution thing. Like I, I don't ever do them, but I do have resolutions of things I want to do. And they and adapt throughout the year and yeah. come up and throughout the year. change and they, you know, change with life and yeah. you know, stuff happens and I'm not... I, I don't think I have an unhealthy uh, mindset of like redirecting or shifting priorities mm-hmm. when it needs to happen. It's not like just stop. It's just like, okay, well, this has to wait for a week or two because, you know, something's happening. So this is going to shock everyone. You will not believe this. I used to be a rigid New Year's resolution person. Oh. <laughs> Are you surprised, Kyle? No. Um, and I, I think but I also a, know you would have accomplished that. Well, yeah. So unless like physically unable to due to illness, like, yes, I, I usually would. However, comma, life is a lot less variable when you're still a minor, I think. Cause you like, you're, unless you have, you know, some sort of tragedy in the family where you lose a parent or you get a severe illness or something like your life is pretty predictable. You get up, you go to school, you do your homework, you you like for non-cult people, um, you know, you have sports or whatever, you have some TV time or game time, and you go to bed, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And and so, yes, when I was young, I was very rigid about my New Year's resolutions. I, I kept them. <laughs> um, and then as I got older, as I entered young adulthood and like life happens and then suddenly, you know, there's a lot of malleability to life. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I think so, um, I think so too. <laughs> but But life suddenly becomes very changeable and it can happen fast. It can happen in the middle of a day and suddenly, you know, you you lose your job or you find out you're having a kid or, you know, something and, and everything goes out the window. And so what I started to do as an adult 
was tentatively plan the first quarter. Not in a resolution sort of way, but in a like, here are things that I need to, I need to get done. And then in in real time, in real life, if something came up like, oh, we want to start a podcast, was that on my plan for, you know, the third and fourth quarter of 2023? No, but I wanted to do it. So we did it and we did it now. And, you know, so so I live with that kind of flexibility now where I had to learn that I could trust myself to be disciplined. And that I think that goes back to the cult, like the cult tells you or the cult, the cult would tell me and everyone like you're you're this terrible human who's like pre-programmed to failure and and you're this horrible, worthless thing. But God, you know how Mm -hmm. religions talk about that. And then like the cult really amplified that. So I had this belief about myself that, you know, I was a terrible person who left to my own devices would fail and go to hell like forever. So with time, with distancing myself from the cult, with maturity, with my brain developing fully as I aged, I realized like, no, I'm a reliable human being. I can trust myself. Like I'm very disciplined when I need to be disciplined. And like, thanks to you, I'm learning how to relax when I need to relax, sort of kind of maybe working on it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so I think that was a big shift for me is just realizing like New Year's resolutions are a societal pressure. Like each of us as an adult, we have agency over our lives. We have agency over our choices. We can decide like, hey, I'm going to start this thing that I think will be good for me today, whatever that is. Um, And we can add stuff in as life happens and stuff comes up and there's there's a new thing we want to do. So I've, I've let go of that. I've learned, I've let go of the resolution things. I've learned to... Trust that I am a reliable, disciplined person who can kick it into gear when I need to. And I no longer let the time of year and societal pressure force me into like coming up with goals and resolutions because I have to because January. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a life first anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good uh, summary of Rayma's um, and a good start to the new year. So mm-hmm. um, whether you're going to improve yourself this year and you're going to start on January 1st or... Or if you're you just surviving. <laughs> don't hear this until January 13th. Like, whatever you're going to do, um, you know, figure Best it out. Make a plan. You. you know, walk it back and get after it. Don't wait. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Cult I Left Behind. Until next time, don't join a cult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.